Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips. And actually today I'm actually joined by Jeff Torrey again. I can actually say joined always by Jeff Torrey. And I'm back. It's good to be back, Jeff. It is. You know what? You picked a bad time to be gone because your players actually showed up for once. I know. They were looking good. I mean, it's pretty much your players have become Kirk Cousins, Jordan Howard, those type, Daz Bryant, you know. Yeah. You know, he, he showed up with a touchdown. Yeah. Those, uh, I had a few guys I was hitching my wagon to that <laughs> started off real slowly, but um, last week they kind of got back on track. Yeah. So they actually did something for once, and you weren't even here to talk about it. So I did try to, you know, I brought their names up at least, trying to give you some props for them. I could have brought up Hunter Henry and he, that, an Enigma. You know, one of your guys. Yeah. An Enigma. A little disappointment, but. We'll see. We'll talk about Hunter Henry today, too. Maybe. See where Jeff ranked him. We'll talk about... We're going to go through all the ranks today. Normally, we split these up into two, but this week, we're going to do all of our positions in one episode, so we'll go through everything. Going to mainly highlight the differences we have, maybe players that have moved up for the week, guys that were really kind of, you know, starting to move down finally. I think we got three weeks of information that some guys can probably drop way on down the ranks. I think we know enough at this point. Make sure you go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram, Fantasy Football Profit. We're always on there answering questions, start, sit, trade, all that kind of stuff. You know, you can always ask us. We'll try to get back to as many people as possible. And also go to the website, fantasyfootballprofit.com. Our rankings are up on the website already, both of our ranks. We have all that. And we'll update them through the weekend as the games get closer, as we know more about, you know, players, who's playing, who's not. But we'll start out with quarterbacks, Jeff, like we always do. Any changes at your number one? Aaron Rodgers again, right? It is. And, the, you know, the top it, is going to stay the same, I yeah, think. Here. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew yeah. Brees. Yep, that's, exactly. That's, that's exactly what I have those yep. three in a row. Um, you could easily make an argument for Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers. I would have no issue with that. But for me, I, I like uh, Rodgers' matchup a little more. And, yeah, he, he can go either. The thing is, there there isn't a decision to be made here because no one has both. Yeah, exactly. So no one has like, both, so it doesn't matter. These guys, <laughs> you play who you have. So it's pretty much, it's very simple. But at number four, did you keep Matt Ryan there like we have in the past, or did you move him down this week? No, he he fell, he fell quite a bit. He's still in the top ten, but I have him at number nine. Okay. I, I don't have him that far down. I have him at five. But I think Buffalo has been sneaky good, actually. Yeah, they have, and a couple of guys have good mat or you know decent matchups, or have played well in the last couple of weeks. So I, you know, kind of rewarded them, moved them up. Um, normally, I, I wouldn't have, uh, like for instance, number eight. I have Carson Palmer, oh, wow. which I never thought wow. I would do that. Wow. But um, I think they finally figure out they're going to have to just air the ball out. Yeah, um, and they're going against a bad San Francisco team, so. Um, I like his chances of actually continuing that for one more week. After that, he'll probably fall back down. But uh, and Palmer and Fitz aren't quite done yet, are they? They're, no, they're, they're Fitz, not yet. They're not. Yeah, no. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're playing for their their careers right now, and I I think they just realized they had to switch up the play calling in, in, entirely, and they yep. you know they can't rely on that run game anymore. So no, you're starting to see it. Fitz is um you know a huge part of that offense once again. Um, and really, if that line can keep Palmer upright, which is the biggest issue right now, um, they'll have a pretty good chance of doing some damage. And I think San Fran is still not where they need to be, and I think Palmer can take advantage of that. Yeah, San Francisco, what could they just let Goff do? It, they really probably they can't stop anybody. If Goff can tear him up like that, you know, Carson Palmer's going to find a way to do it, most likely. But there's going to be weeks where Palmer does nothing and we just didn't see it coming. I, did, I ranked him uh, 14th this week. Which lower than you, but it's higher than I've had him. I've, yeah. I've had him at the twenty, so it's still a it's still a jump for him. Yeah, and I'm not I'm in no way am I a fan of Palmer this season. I think he's a risky play usually, um, but I think things just lined up for him this week. So since you didn't have Matt Ryan at four, who's your four? Yeah, I hate myself for this. I think but... I think I know what's going to be because there's a certain matchup out there, right? Yeah, it's a wonderful matchup. He did awesome last week. I don't think he's going to repeat that because it was crazy. But Russell Wilson, nice. It's going to be one of the only times he's number four. For he's me. he's my number four as well. Yeah. It's good matchup, we think. Or is this going to be a game where they just decide to run the ball? Yeah, and maybe they can. Th- that's the question. I 
I mean, I think we were talking about it, and you pointed out the only reason he did as well as he did because they were in catch-up mode yep. all the time. Yep. And I might have done that, or I might have actually gotten that from uh, listening to uh, your solo <laughs> podcast as I was trying to catch up on my way back from vacation. Um, but I, I don't, I really don't like Seattle's offense at all. Um, I haven't been a big Russell Wilson fan all year. I've been probably his, you know, <laughs> the guy doubting him the most. <laughs> But uh, 41 points is 41 points, and he's going against an uh, Indianapolis team that just looks abysmal right now. So um, hopefully that will continue, but I don't expect 41 points, but I think it's really safe to say he should get over 20. Yeah, and I, I think he's a good option this week. Is Maybe that offensive line gets get better, I hope, but should I be should, a good week. Yeah. So a player that I have up a little bit higher than I've probably ever had him. I'm just curious. I don't know exactly where you're going to have him. Maybe this is crazy. Okay. Dak Prescott, number six for me. I have him number seven. Okay. So you're not alone. It's, I mean, we look at what Brian Hoyer just did to the Rams. Yeah. And Dak looked good against the Cardinals. He That's probably the best, I've one of the best games I've seen from him, where I finally, for the first time, was like, okay, yeah, maybe he is a pretty good NFL quarterback. I've always been a doubter. A bit, and he hasn't shown me much yet this start of the year, but he looked good on some of those throws. He looked like he was legitimate, where I'm like, okay, maybe I don't need to doubt him anymore. And at least in these good matchups, he deserves to be moved up into this kind of range. So I'm going to put him there. I think they're going to do really well against the Rams. Yeah, and I think the great thing about Dak is if you miss, like when I rank him this high, if I miss, I'm not missing by a lot, right? No. Yeah, I don't think he's going to jump into that. You know, that top five is is rough, but... um. I mean, look at what he's done so far. I don't think he's been overly impressive so no, far. No, and he no. had 19 points, 20 points, 27, you know, <laughs> around there, which is great. Yeah. And, he, you know, he's rushing the ball a little bit as well. Um, he had that big touchdown in the last game. So that's the thing you got to love about Dak. Maybe he's not the quarterback these other guys are, the one above him. But fantasy-wise, he is very efficient. And, he, you know, he doesn't need a whole lot of yards in order to get those points. No, and I mean, I think yeah, it's time for me to give him credit. He's a, he's a good player. This will probably be the highest I ever have him ranked. But I mean, after seeing what Brian Hoyer did, I mean, why can't why why wouldn't Dak Prescott do it? Yeah, and it just he has to be up here. I think another guy that let's see moved up the ranks a little bit, and I think it's just because of the way matchups are this week. There's a lot of tough matchups. I mean, there's some good matchups here, like Russell Wilson. We think Dak. Then there's some guys that have much tougher matchups that drop down because of it. So Marcus Mariota made my top ten this week. He's been disappointing, I would say. This is kind of where I had him to start the year, and then he's disappointed. And he hasn't really done anything for me to move him back up here, but I put him eighth this week. And Houston's not necessarily a good matchup, but I feel like it's better than some of the others in a way. And so I'm putting him up there. I don't know if it's the right call at all, but I, it's a it's a tough week to figure out where some of these players should go. So. Yeah, and I, I actually have Mariota very high as well. And I, it's one of those things I can't tell because I think he's get, gaining a little bit of hype this week. Um, so I don't want to go overboard, but yeah. I, I kind of did. <laughs> so I actually have him above you. I have him at fifth. Oh, wow. Yeah. So th- the thing is, he, he keeps looking a little better each game, and he's getting a little more, a little more comfortable with uh, his wide receivers, everything like that. Uh, the run game between the two running backs seems to be on track again, um, and he can run a little bit. So every time I see him, he just looks a little bit better. And Houston, um, you know they're not going to – they can't pound it out all game. You know, that, that front – uh, line of theirs is pretty good obviously they have you know Clowney and Watt and all those guys but um I think this is perhaps the game where they just put it on his shoulders and his arm um so I, I really do like it I, I for some reason I see at least two touchdowns being thrown by him I, I just think it's gonna be one of those games are you buying into Blake Bortles at all after that game no even no if, not. even with the the Jets matchup he does have a good matchup but no I I'm I think he's too risky to right. play to be honest good I have him at 24, so... Yeah, he's, I, he's nowhere... Uh, I don't even know where I have him. <laughs> I have him at 26. Okay, I, I'm just, I just completely to make sure off we're not of buying. And then another point, I'm just see if you are dropping him as well because of the terrible matchup is Derek Carr. And he, he looked terrible against the Redskins. And then he has yeah, a he, tough matchup on the road at Denver. He's normally a close to top 10 guy. But this week, I put him at number 18 this week for me. Oh, uh, yep. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> this will never be this low again, I don't think, but I have him at number 20. Okay. So, Denver's looked really, really good. He just came off one of his worst games. 
Uh, it's hard to play any and, quarterback on the road at Denver. Yeah, and even when this is what is frustrating for me too. Even when Derek Carr was playing well, Amari Cooper wasn't really doing much. Ugh. So now I'm starting to look, and I'm like, who who can pull Derek Carr out of a fuck if it's not his number one wide receiver, right? So yeah. it's pretty much he has Crabtree, and then after that, I'm not real sure. No, I mean, like you know, it's Amari Cooper, but uh, the whole thing is, uh, I like Derek Carr a lot, but at the same time, it's not. Um, it's not as a sure thing as I thought it was going to be. I thought he was going to have two legitimate wide receivers he could go to all the time. But it's a little mix and match right now. And Denver has looked freaking amazing. So, you know, there's just a lot of guys I'm going to put above him right now. All right. Any other quarterbacks you want to bring up here before we move on? Quarterbacks, it's kind of a boring position right now. <laughs> it is. I, my question, I do have a few, right? You have yeah. some of these, uh, like, I have some guys that are I have ranked lower than I usually would. Derek Carr was definitely the biggest one. Yep. But where do you have like Roethlisberger? Let's see. Ben, I put at do, 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 where I don't even know where I put him. Oh, he's twelfth for me. Okay. So he's he's not like completely down. But yes, it's this is where I'm trying to figure out what to do with him. Normally, you think at Baltimore, tough matchup. But then you look at what Baltimore just did against the Jaguars, which I think that was just a one week fluke. In London, it's different kind of game. Mm-hmm. They're going to show up to play the Steelers, I believe. And that whole home road thing with the Steelers, I tried to say it's not a thing, but then the Steelers go and lose to the Bears. Like, I mean, why? <laughs> I don't know what's right. wrong with him. So he's 12th. Maybe that's too high. Where'd you put him? No, I've been at 14, okay. and that's why I was wondering. So yeah, um, there's it, it is kind of a, a, a kind of a weird one because even. Um, because oh, another good one for my boy Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Um, I have him at uh, number eleven okay. because of his good performance. But it's going against KC, and that makes me really. I kind of want to put him down lower, but um, I kept him at ninth. Okay, it, so Kansas I'm not City, that far off. I was wondering if I was. I mean, Kansas City's they have a, they have a, they have an okay D. I think they have a good defense. I don't know how great it is, and if I should worry about that matchup. Yeah, I guess we'll see going forward. I'm not quite yet, and I just feel like this is. Cousins is a little upswing right now. He's going to have the downswings. When he's doing well, he's doing well. And I think this is one of those weeks. So I'm going to keep him probably as a play this week. It just, it, there's not a lot of good matchups right now. It's a tough one. So hopefully you have one of those top guys. Hopefully you have Russell Wilson who's going to score like 35, right, Jeff? 35? <laughs> yeah. Eh, you never know. I have him ranked high, so hopefully. But yeah, that's even, yeah, it's just tough. It's a tough week. If you're looking for a streaming option, if you really, if you're going that route this year, I, I do think Jay Cutler is going to bounce back this week. Last week was just brutal. I thought that was the streaming option last week in the Jets, but maybe this is the one against the Saints. That could be a little better. If he does, if Jay Cutler doesn't show up against the Saints this week, I think it's pretty clear that he's nothing. He can't do anything. You just disregard him for the rest of the season because if he can't do anything against the Jets and then the Saints, mm-hmm. which is another thing. Cam Newton, he did nothing against the Saints last week. Just terrible. Are are you okay with dropping Cam Newton at this point? Like, I mean, it's I think it's bad. I just I mean, yeah. Tell you the truth, I am. Um, first of all, I'm not the guy to ask because I'm I'm the one that would have told you <laughs> never to draft this guy in the first place. Um, I mean, I've been wrong on other guys, so you know, I mean, it's not like I'm predicting the future, but I happen to it's, be very right on Cam Newton. No, he he looks bad, and, and he, he, I don't think it's going to get any better. I mean, he's not. He might. Who knows where what happens to Benjamin, right? You yeah. know that he's hobbled. I don't know how serious it is, but then number two is Funches. Like, oh, so Funches at this point is possibly his number. One. Actually, you know his number one receiver this weekend is probably going to be McCaffrey. Yeah, exactly. Essentially. He, he just—it's <sighs> not. Nothing is working out for the guy right now. Um, I, I just think you. There's so many other guys I would rather play, and actually, might as well talk about them. Some of them are, are younger guys that aren't necessarily good quarterbacks quite yet, but have been scoring in fantasy. And one of those guys, um. Are you giving any love to first Deshaun Watson? I know it's a weird one to talk about, but he did pretty well last week. I'm starting to. I put him 21st, which is starting to get in the borderline of getting into the streaming options here. Mm-hmm. If he has another week like last week, yeah, he's there for me. I really think that's he's going to be playable for you, especially in deeper leagues. Yeah, 21st. That's to me. That's getting that borderline of he he can start to play here soon and. I mean, these kind of dual threat type guys, they always have just more value. Even if they're not throwing the ball well, they're going to have more value. And look, he looked great against the Patriots, which is tough to do yeah. on the road. And then he goes against Tennessee. 
Then you have Casey, yeah. who is a good one. Then you have Cleveland. Then you have By Seattle. Then you have Indianapolis. So he has, he has some really good matchups, and he has some yeah, tough matchups. Yeah, off and on, but I mean, I, I think because of the way that Houston is kind of built right now, um, you know, they're going to let the the guy make mistakes. So he's going to keep throwing the ball. And the fact that he he finally threw for enough yardage to make me kind of believe in him, where he actually hit 300 being that, that threshold against New England in New England. Yeah. You know, it makes me start to believe in him. And he's, he's, he runs it quite a bit, still being that young quarterback. So you get those a- added points. Um, so he did. He kind of jumped up my board uh, a little bit. I like the matchup this time around. So I mean, he's on the year. He has more points than Eli Manning. He has more points than Phillip Rivers. He's one spot behind the ranks on with Matt Ryan. So yeah, he's not that far off. Yeah, he's, he's there. And how are you feeling about Jared Goff? I. Kind of like him in the way because maybe maybe my Sammy Watkins love is, gonna, is coming <laughs> spilling here, over and it's still, but I don't. I'm not ranking him crazy. I have him 22nd. And okay, so but he, he's there. He's with the Sean Watson type for me right now. He's on that borderline of actually looking at my ranks. I have them both one spot behind Cam Newton. I don't know. Maybe Cam Newton should be below them. Yeah, I keep. I feel like I Cam play, Newton I, farther and farther I, down. I, I have Newton at 20th. I almost feel like I might want to play Watson over Newton at this point. I like I have to see something from Newton at this point to play him over mm-hmm. John Watson. I've seen something from Sean Watson. Did you see the report that came out today? The, some Panthers officials think that Cam might be physically breaking down at this point in his career already. Like that's that's the worry for him. I, I mean, I don't doubt it. You've seen it Same happen to this, many running quarterbacks. This is why we said early on before this season starts, he's not going to run the ball like he used to. And if he doesn't run the ball like he used to, he is worthless pretty much for yeah. fantasy-wise. And he is. So, yeah, if you have Cam Newton... I say drop him and go get one of these other guys. I mean, there's no need. If, if he if he does something in a week or two, sure, that's great. Maybe pick him up again. But I think he's done. I'd rather have Simeon. I'd rather have Wentz. I'd rather have probably Deshaun Watson. I really, I'm almost thinking I'd rather have Deshaun Watson. It's crazy to think, but I th- I, I think I might oh, want yeah. him. I, I think I mean obviously if if Cam Newton was the one that I drafted to be my starter right now, I would probably drop him, pick up two guys that I'd like the matchups for the next couple of weeks, and just dream. And I don't think Cam Newton is even in that that discussion right now. If if I'm talking about streaming, he's probably five quarterbacks down from what I can get already. Yeah, I think so too. It's it's kind of ugly. I'm happy I didn't go for him. I'm happy we kept we stayed away mm-hmm. and kept him ranked lower. All right, running back time. Jeff, I made a change at number one this week. I don't know if it needs if I should have, but I did. I put Zeke number one. Oh, I did too, actually. Okay. I, nice. Yeah, I mean... The good matchup. Yeah, wonderful matchup for him. I, I think in, having a couple bad games probably maybe, you know, helps him in the, yeah. the mentality game. It was so easy well, for him. In Bell at this point, he's great. Yeah, but and Bell is still great, but he's not so beyond being moved down the ranks now. Like, at one earlier in the year, it was just he, you slot him in here and that it's good to go. But he's shown he's not necessarily that guy every week. He's going to have some down weeks. He is capable of down weeks, so he doesn't necessarily need to be number one every week. I put him at three, actually. Not even number two. He's my third this week. He's still your point. Obviously, he's going to be great, but he's third for me. Yeah, and he's fourth for me. Oh, really? Okay. My number two, Kareem Hunt. I, I'm with you. All right. What he, do you, he just he's doing too well. I I mean, it's you need to. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm yeah, not going to throw shade at him just to no, throw. No, I mean, just to the, hate on him. The, I mean, if if there's any haters on Kareem Hunt, which there isn't, there shouldn't be many at this point. It's because he's gotten a lot of it done off big plays. But when you're having big plays every game, I mean, and he's he's doing these big plays with 17 touches or less. You know, in the run game and. By the time he hit that big run for the touchdown to end the game there, he'd already had over 100 yards rushing. Yeah. He was already at that point. Andy Reid's not going away from him. They're not going to be giving any carries to Charkandrick West. Andy Reid wants to win a title this year. He's not terribly concerned about Kareem Hunt in six years and what this will do to his body. You know what I mean? He wants to win now. Kareem Hunt is he's there with these guys that is just guaranteed work 15 to 20 touches guaranteed minimum every week 20 touches probably is what he's going to get you know off carries and passes he's he's good I mean, there's no way around it anymore i wish we had known this going in <laughs> i wish we had seen a fourth round running back being this good but yeah. <laughs> i think it's less of that and i wish i could predict injuries you know what i mean right <laughs> wish we didn't draft our draft like a week before Spencer got right. hurt and somebody steals him but hunt he's that good so 
Is your number three then? Do you have Bell four? Is it Gurley? It is Gurley. Okay. Yeah, Gurley's my fourth. And I mean, again, he's been good. He, he's we are, we've always known Todd Gurley's that talented, and he's finally getting a chance to show it. And it's not going to be necessarily great all the time yards per carry wise. That might look a little rough some games, but they're going to keep giving him the ball. They're going to give him the ball on the goal line. They're going to throw the ball to him. He's going to get so much work that it's gonna, it's going to add up and at least give him on his bad week. He's going to get you ten. That's pretty much where he is at this point. He's going to get double digits on a bad week. It's not always going to look pretty, but he's going to get enough work to. And I think Goff is better. Goff's not great, but he's better, and he's good enough to make defenses respect him a little bit. So they're not going to completely be able to stack the box against Gurley anymore. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I'm you know we'll get to Watkins, but I think with that Rams offense in general too, I think Dallas um, is relatively safe. I, I think that they'll all perform against Dallas. And then they hit three games in a row before they're by that is just going to be brutal on that offense. Um, but I think Gurley is probably the safest thing because look at week one when he really wasn't getting it done, but he had 19 carries still for only 40 yards and a touchdown. He pulled out almost 16 points in fantasy with a terrible outing. Yep. I mean, it was like two yards a carry. So, you know, and obviously the other two games were significantly better. Um, so I think Gurley is going to be a very safe player to have. And I think when he hits, uh, those situations that he can exploit, he's going to this year. So well, I really like Gurley. Gurley actually hit in three games. He has 17 targets on the year. And you think of a player like Chris Thompson, who's supposed to be, a, you know, the PPR guy, the receiving back. Chris Thompson has 19 targets. They both have 13 catches. Gurley has as many catches as Chris Thompson. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Right? Chris Thompson. So we'll talk about Chris Thompson a little bit here because he was, um, if you listen to the mailbag show yesterday, he was in like every other question. So, and every other question I get right now is Chris Thompson, Chris Thompson. Yeah, what, trying what to do find you, out. What do you do with yeah. Chris Thompson? Is he, well, is he for real? <laughs> we'll talk about him in a minute, figure out where he ranks. LaShawn McCoy, you worried at all about what he's been doing the last couple weeks? Is age getting to him or is it just a, it's a circumstance it's the offense is, is that what? you know i'm still not that worried i think with a lot of these players I, I think you have to look at it as a sum total of what the year what they're going to produce for you you know i i like to think of mccoy as a very safe player safe floor and it's been a little up and down for him but i think mccoy is still very very good i think there's if you have him on your team there's no way you're not playing him, first of all so it's kind of a, a moot point in a lot of situations. But no, I'm, I'm not soured on him yet. I, I think he's still a very good back. I think that offense needs him. Uh, you know, I, I think they'll get it together for him. And if you have him, you have to play him. And, yeah, exactly. And, so, anyway, I, I still ranked him fifth this week. He's yeah, I'm still there. I'm sixth. I need to see him too much downfall before I actually move him around too much. What about Ajayi? Did last week scare you away, or is he still top 10 for you? Yeah, he's number eight for me. All right, six for me. I'm still there. The rest of my top 10. Freeman, Gordon, Fournette, Cook. Yep. And that's one. <laughs> Delvin Cook has been more impressive than I thought he was going to be yep. um, right off the bat. So I have him at number nine. Okay. Um, what about the, the rest of your top ten or close to it? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think – actually, yeah, I think we're very close. So uh, did you say Fournette, I have five. I have him ninth. Okay. Yeah. Then McCoy, Devontae Freeman, Ajayi, Cook, Gordon. So we have the same top ten players, just yeah. in different orders. And, I yeah, it, it's a – it feels like they're starting to be a top 10 in a way. Those guys are slightly breaking away. These are the guys who are getting, I think it comes down to, these are the players that are getting all the work. Mm-hmm. They're getting the workload. They're more safe. My 11th is Carlos Hyde, who's getting a lot of work too. I have some injury concerns with him right now. So he's there too, but he he's close to that, but he's not quite there for me. And then let's see here. Some of the other guys around there, 12 is Montgomery, 13 is Anderson, 14 is Howard. So. Uh, yeah, I'm. I have the same exact people, just a little different order. Really, I <laughs> so, mean, I've yeah. hired a little lower than you, 14. Okay. Um, but same guys: Montgomery, Anderson, Howard, Hyde, and then Gillisley, my 15th. Um, he, he's going to be a, a complete up and down player, Gillisley. But at the same time, he's impossible not to put up here because you almost have to play him in order to get all the the ups and downs and get all the points that he's going to produce for you. Yep. Um, he's he's a he's like the running back version of Tyreek Hill. You have to play him to get those big booms, but you know that he's going to hurt you every once in a while. DeMarco Murray. Where are you on DeMarco Murray? I, right now I have him number 19. Okay, I have him 15th. I, I'm trying to figure this out 
and with Murray, he had his stats are obviously inflated a bit by the big long touchdown run there at the end of the game. Obviously, mm-hmm. that always affects things, but. He's still getting the majority of the snaps. He's doubling up Henry on snaps right now. And I believe, I really think the week two thing, he was had so many more snaps in the first half than Henry. He just got hurt. I think that's where Henry took over more. Yes, Henry's still eating into that. and he's get, Henry's getting enough work where you can probably play Henry. But I don't think Murray's going away. And because running back gets a little weak, he's still going to be, he's top 20. He's yeah. still that. And so don't people are shying away from him or worrying about him. If you want to try to trade him, sure, but I don't think there's good value in him right now to trade. He's, I don't think he. You're not going to get what you should get out of him. So I think you just stick with him, and I think you play him I, until you really see a change happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's this is another situation that um, is kind of unfolding the way I thought it was going to. Is you have a very talented second year guy, and all of a sudden, Demarco Murray is not getting the the bulk of what he's used to in order to produce those you know monster years that he was doing so you can just see it at the the attempts this is just rushing but you know his first three games he had 12 attempts and nine then 14 that is significantly down from what he was doing and derrick henry is looking like the battering ram he he is so i i it's just one of those things there it's not that his talented is any less is that they have two guys in there and they have a whole lot more uh that toys and wide receiver. I mean, there's no other, no other thing. There's just a lot of miles to feed on that and that offense, and especially this next game. I think it's going to be much more through the air, and that's why I'm a little hesitant on Murray and you know and Henry for that for that matter. Um, this next situation against Houston. Yeah, just I think he's still going to be okay. I'm, uh, I hope so. Actually, yeah. Oh no, and I, <laughs> believe me, I would I would love Except to have you, him on my team still. You, you have Derek Henry on your main team. Yeah, so, so I mean, I kind of want to get hurt. Yeah, it's, it's not good. <laughs> All right, I'm going to talk about some of these receiving backs. I want to figure out where we should put them. Chris Thompson, Tariq Cohen, and I mean, we let's we could throw in Buck Allen here, and I think he's going to be lower than the, those other two right now. But where do we have? It's Thompson, Cohen, and Allen. So start off with Thompson. Where did you put Chris Thompson this week? I have him number twenty. Okay, I have him twenty third. Okay, and. I want uh, consensus actually is 24th. So the weird thing is we're actually higher. I thought we were going to be lower. I thought I was going to be lower on Thompson. He's shown he can do a lot with limited work. That's my worry though. He's only had, I think 14 carries. I mean, he has 119 yards off those 14 carries and two touchdowns, but he only has 14 carries. So it's all off these big plays receiving a lot of times. And we just talked about, he has the same amount of catches as Todd Gurley. So if he has this very same amount of catches as Todd Gurley, Yet he has fifty less rushes. Is this a sustainable thing? Yeah. That's my worry with Thompson. I don't feel like it's going to be. I don't think he can sustain this. I think it's a lot of big plays. How, how can this keep going? Yeah. No. I think you have to believe that he's going to, you know, kind of regress a bit because I mean, right now he's you know the third best running back in fantasy. I mean, that That's is crazy. ridiculous with the amount of you know reps he's getting. The amount of times he can put the ball in his hands. So either his carries or receptions have to go up for him to, you know, keep these kind of numbers going, or he's going to go back to a place where he's more of a, a flex option because he's going to be a lot more hit and miss. Well, if you compare him to Cohen, Cohen actually has 10 more carries on the season than Thompson does. Cohen has seven more catches off eight more targets or off six more targets, eight more catches or seven more catches. Cohen has more catches. Cohen has more carries. Where the difference is, is Thompson has a lot more receiving yards, but I think it's off a couple of big plays. So is Cohen the better play? Who's all of a sudden, in a way, just kind of been eh, forgotten? In a, I almost feel like not forgotten, but have you heard much? Cohen's not has the same. He doesn't have the same buzz he did after week one. But I think they're pretty even, really. Thompson's got a lot more of the hype this week, but in reality, I think they're almost pretty much dead even at this point at least they should be yeah and i i mean that's very true because i have chris thompson at 20 and then cohen at 22 okay and i put them let's say i had thompson 23rd and i actually put cohen at 20 so i'm, I'm keeping cohen ahead because i think cohen's gonna get more carries and if rob kelly comes back this week for the redskins i think i think people are forgetting about rob kelly he looked really good in this first half of week two he looked good in the preseason he just didn't look good week one i don't think he's he's not amazing he's not some special talent but i think he's good enough 
that Thompson's never going to get carries very much. Thompson is a long injury history too. If you go back and look at his college injuries, there's a lot of it there. And that's the reason why Jay Gruden said he's not going to be giving him more work and more carries. It's not because he can't play well with it. Maybe he just doesn't want Chris Thompson will break down if he gets too much work. And I don't think these yards per catch and yards per carry numbers are sustainable. So keep him up here this week, but maybe he should be in that 25 to 30 range more likely, but well, he's a flex option, maybe. I mean, you could probably feel comfortable at him at flex, but that's about his best. The, I wouldn't get into running back two range quite. I mean, we, we kind of do. He's right there, but that's about it. Yeah. And, you know, those are propped up on the fact that he really hasn't had a bad game yet. I mean, he, he's yeah. looked really, really good, you know, so you got to go off of that. But, you know, if he doesn't start getting the ball in his hands a little more, it, it's almost impossible to keep up what he's been able to do. I mean, it's been pretty incredible. What about Buck Allen? He didn't really do much this past week. So is that what we expect going forward? Did he get a little too overhyped? It was he really he wasn't really if you really look at it, he wasn't he hasn't been like overly impressive. It was more of a a volume play, maybe. Yeah, and you know, you know, who's gonna run the ball in Baltimore? <laughs> it, that was the big question. Um yeah. Yeah, but no one's looked that impressive. For me, he's still very worthwhile having on your team. I, yeah. I like the guy, but at the same time, I'm you know he's outside my my starters, if you will. For so he's number thirty two for me. Um, he's just you know he'll he'll get you some points. I, I don't expect too much out of the guy. I don't expect him to completely fall flat. There's just a lot. There's always going to be guys that you know look like they're in a better situation to score. And he's my thirty third player, so. That's where I don't think he's playable right now, honestly. You some teams, yes, he is, but a lot of teams, I think he's on your bench right now, and you're just waiting to see if what kind of work he gets going forward. Because there's still maybe Alex Collins does something. I'm not ranking it as such yet. Alex Collins is like in the back end of my 40s somewhere. I don't not going to rank him like he's going to be the guy, but he with the way Terrence West didn't look good, the whole offense looked terrible. It wouldn't shock me if they gave Alex Collins a look in actual yeah, in the actual when the game matters. Yeah. So. That could happen. I don't know. It's it's a. I'm trying. I'm probably going to stay away from backfields like this. Same thing with the Eagles backfield. I was going to say, <laughs> where do you have Smallwood? Because he is going to be what the biggest pickup waiver pickup yeah, this season or put, season, this, this, this week. week. <laughs> I put him. I put him fortieth. I I'm not trusting. Oh wow. I I don't trust it yet. I've had twenty nine just because who else is there? <laughs> well, Garrett Blunt. <laughs> yeah, when oh, I was God. gonna say when you're when you're giving Blunt uh, some recognition, you know it's they're in dire dire straits in their run game. No, I did not rank Legarrette Blunt ahead of um, Smallwood though this week. Okay, because Blunt I actually have at forty fourth, which is going to be lower than most probably because I just do not like Legarrette Blunt at all. I've made that very clear. I'm not a Legarrette Blunt fan. And then there is Corey Clement who officially got the start on Sunday, which. Didn't really amount to much, but he got the start. He did get a touchdown, and I could still I could see them just trying to play everyone. And Smallwoods had games where they didn't use him, and I can't trust it. So I'm not playing him. I mean, some people might put him in the line this week, but he maybe he will be in that pass catch role. That's where the value is going to come in for Smallwood if he tries to step into some, the Sproles role a little bit. That's where his value could come in. I don't quite know if that's what is going to happen, but because of that, I'm staying away until I see it and. I don't know. I I don't I don't I don't believe in it. I'll tell you that. I don't think Smallwood is special to completely take over. And Blunt is still gonna get goal line work. So I'm I'm staying away from them all. <laughs> Any other running backs you want to talk about that stand out to to you? No, I you know, I don't think too many people have jumped around too much for me. I'm trying to see if there's anything out of the ordinary. Chris Carson. I'm gonna hear about okay, what do you, what do you think about Chris Carson? I think I'm gonna I, be lower on him. He's another guy that I'm just not yeah, impressed by, honestly. Yeah, I don't first of all, I'm not a huge fan of Seattle, but at the same time, if anyone's gonna score in this game, it seems like it's gonna be Carson. I, I think you're you're not sure who his weapons are really at wide receiver right now. He's a he's a, a running back that can catch the ball. It seems like they're using him quite a bit and you're going against a really, you know, crappy team. So I have him all the way at number sixteen. Okay. For this week. But um, you know, that's that's honestly that's a huge part of hmm. how well Russell Wilson did last week. 
um, with him playing with them and the matchup they have, which is Indianapolis, which is just, you know, completely terrible. I have him 25th. So yeah. Like an, but so Jeff, I have no problem Jeff, with that. right here, I could find a bet. I could find a bet right now with Chris Carson with, in your ranks that you're not going to feel comfortable with. Probably. I'm thinking that this is going to be a spot where you might, like, if I come up with a little our weekly bet here, which I'm actually winning two to one on the season. Dude, I am the, by the way, I'm the Grim Reaper. So if you pick Carson here, he's going to be hurt. Yeah, because the last two people I, I called, Benjamin got hurt. And, and Jordy. The, yeah, Jordy the week before. So, so I won by default. Yeah, I mean, I would have played Sammy last week, so. Yeah, you would have won last week. Which we'll but Jordy had Sammy. Jordy Demon. Oh, man. I would have won that so easily. <laughs> so, Jeff, you have Chris Carson, you said at 15th. Yeah, 16th. Or 16th. So, Chris Carson versus, I mean, it's your ranks. It's your ranks, Jeff. So, I think you have to go with whatever I say here. It's your ranks. You have to trust your ranks, right? Yeah. You're worried, aren't you? Well, it depends. You're, you're picking it right now. So, you're, you're going to stack it against okay, there's me. Not, there's not like DeMarco Murray. That's how you ranked them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not that. They're not that far apart, but yeah, sure. I mean, okay, I could go further down. I could go further down. Well, who do you have? Who's someone that you have a little hmm. higher? Let's see here. Well, Murray's a little bit higher than most. There's really not. Who, who I could is, go. I could go with a player I don't even like. Who's your sixteenth? Joe Mixon. Joe I Mixon. I don't think you want to do that, do you? Come on. Yeah, I only have them one apart, 16 and 17. I could go with somebody who, if you look at, you know what? I'll take this because I don't like Chris Carson. I just think he's not going to do much. Marshawn Lynch at Denver. I will do it. Really? Yes, I will. No. He's, I haven't ranked higher. Yeah, I'm not even psyched about this, but I'll definitely take that, yeah. Because I'll, I'll give you a shot here. I'm still thinking Lynch. Where do, you, where do you have Lynch right now? 22nd. Okay. So it's not special. But I could have gone Isaiah Crowell. I don't even like him. I have him 21st. Which, yeah, Crowell, that's another guy who just... Yeah, I think he's doing what he. I think he's doing what he is. This is what he is. This is what Crowell is. If you look at his game log from last year, he had a lot of these kind of games. Duke Johnson's stepping up a bit, and when they're down, Crowell's not there. They're going to use Duke Johnson, and Duke Johnson's starting to move up my board a little bit. Actually, that's what guy gets it say real quick. He's actually slightly moving up. I have him thirty first this week, which he's starting to get into that flex play spot. Not quite there yet. But if he keeps getting catches, I I think the talent's there, and Crowell's not doing much. So you have him still in that thirty range somewhere around there too. Good old Duke. Um, Crowell. Uh, Duke, yeah, Crowell and Johnson. Where do you yeah. get these guys? So Crowell, I have twenty-seven. Oh wow, you went down a lot lower. I'm, I'm, the truth is, he's not performing. He's that, not at all. That team is not help, giving him any favors, right? I mean, no, it's just a bad team. That was our worry. We talked about this. How Crowell we thought was a little, maybe a little high, but the running back situation got ugly, so we kept him there. But game flow being down all the time was worrisome, especially with Duke Johnson there, and I think it's showing. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. All but, right. Um, yeah, no, n- nothing else. Um, so what is it? So I have Chris, I have Carson, <laughs> Chris Carson against Lynch. Lynch. All right, <laughs> Chris Let's Carson. Do this. this. So Chris Carson's getting hurt this week. Obviously, <laughs> he's going down. And is Eddie Lacy a pickup now next week? <laughs> yeah. Okay, would this surprise you if all of a sudden Eddie Lacy got 10 carries? Like, No, nothing would he surprise was, He me. was active last game. He just didn't play. But I don't know. I still, for some strange reason, for some strange reason, I'm holding out my Eddie Lacy hope because I did hype him too much, which I should just forget. Erase that from everyone's memory. I did not like Eddie Lacy. Wide receivers. Let's talk about wide receivers. <laughs> Antonio Brown's my number one again, Jeff. Is he your number one, or did you switch him around? I switched him around. He's my number two. Ooh. I mean, this should have been my bet. I, anytime Antonio Brown's not number one, I usually want to make it my bet. But. I mean, I would easily make this a, a second <laughs> bet, but I have a OBJ. All right, Beckham's my number two. Okay. Well, he, yeah, see, yeah. and he has such a great matchup. You saw what he's going to do last week, completely yep. based around him. Oh, I, yeah, I, completely. I like him to be my number one overall we right now. We saw how bad the team was without him, and so they're just going to look to get the ball to Odell all the time. So he's my number two. My number three this week is I'm going with um, AJ. AJ's been my number three, I think, three weeks now. I just like him a lot, and he's playing against Cleveland. And I'm actually going to agree with you finally because right. Cleveland, yeah. yeah. And they, they finally looked like they got back on track a bit. Yep, I think so too. And we, we knew it would happen. That's why that people were just trying to think that AJ Green was done and should I trade him? No, no he's a good player. Dalton? Yeah, probably. You know, he's not going to be a quarterback you want to play a ton, but <laughs> A.J. Green is going to be fun. 
And then I rounded it out, my top five, with Julio and Mike Evans. I didn't make any big changes. I kept my top five, my top five. And Jordy, six. So. Okay. So I have I have Jordy and then and Julio, or Jordy in my top five. So uh, Beckham, number one, then Brown, AJ Green, Jordy, and then Julio to round in my top All right, five. So it's pretty much we always have the same type of guys yep. right there. And then who's your six? I have Michael Thomas up Michael there. Michael Thomas. So I'm not, you know, I mean, he's kind of an up and down guy, but uh, – he was so good last year. Drew Brees is still on the top of his game. He's still doing wonderfully. It, it just seems like a great position where he's going to continue on last week. And and um, I think he'll, you know, it just seems like he's ready to score, to uh, get a touchdown in this one, you know, 80, 80 yards, something like that. Sounds like that's a perfect type of game against Miami. And maybe Willie Sneed being back opens some stuff up for him. I, I hope so. I think that might be a little uh, slow comeback for yeah, him. I don't know where. I don't know what to think about Sneed yet. I'm just I'm just staying away. But, but I don't think. Yeah, I do. I do think it helps him though. It definitely doesn't hurt uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, and any anybody that asked me a question about Sneed or yeah, Sneed, I've just stayed away. I just yeah, I, I want to see how they use him. I think I especially this week, I would stay away from him. I don't yeah. even know if they're gonna ease him back in or what. I, I feel like this is one of those games where he's going to get, like, two catches, like, you know, yeah, four targets. Yeah, I, I worry about it. So I, I kept him down at 38th this week, um, Sneed is. I know people, a lot of people have asked me about him. I just, I don't know. I want to see something. Being out for three weeks, Drew Brees isn't just going to throw the ball to somebody, um, just one random guy, just because he's back. So just keeping him down there. Wait and see what happens. All right, so you have Michael Thomas six. I put him eighth. He's a good player. So he's gonna be there, and then ninth is Brandon Cooks, Thomas and Cooks. I cannot pull them apart. Right, you like you hate to rank them this high, I, but I, you just have to. And Cooks, last week, this is the problem with Cooks. And I, I this question came up as somebody asked me about Cooks. They asked me what I felt about Cooks going forward, and I said he's gonna have weeks like he has the three for forty, three for thirty, but he's gonna do what he did last week as well. And I said this before he had the big game. The problem is you have to play him. Mm-hmm. If you have him, you play him. You know what you're getting. You're going to have the down weeks. You're going to have the, the boom weeks. But you can't try to play Cooks based on matchups because if you do, you're going to miss out, basically. So you always play Cooks. That's why I stayed away from him. I know he's great. He's a great player, but it's just for some reason, the way he plays, he doesn't always turn out. It's like the Sean Jackson, we always say, mm-hmm. how he was that boomer bust type guy. So if you have him, you play him. But I put him top 10. I think he's good <laughs> We'll see if maybe the volume continues to be out there. Do you put Cooks anywhere around there? Yeah, number 11. I think that's where he's probably going to be staying most of the year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a he's a back-end, you know, he, I, I'll say he's a high-end wide receiver too, like kind of for the season. Yep. Yeah, that's it, it's, it's a tough play. I, I, I don't like him on my team necessarily because of that. I like – maybe if I had – if he's your number one, I don't like it. If he's your number two, it's great. And I hope most people have him as their number two. Mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins, Jeff. Where is Sammy? Sammy is number seventeen. It's too low yet, dude. I'm, dude. This is as good as you're gonna get. I, <laughs> the next three games after this, Sammy Watkins Sammy is gonna Watkins be. Sammy Watkins doesn't care about matchups. <laughs> no, but Goff does. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> they've had some really good matchups. And uh, my God, man, it, I, I gotta look this up real quick. Uh, what the next three are, but Sammy Watkins made me just—he killed it. He looked so good, and it was awesome to see. Um, the guy really is just a phenomenal athlete. He's, Where he's, is he? He's great, Jeff. He's great. But I don't. I, so he does that against. He also did it against San Francisco, right? So going into it, I was like, yeah, it's a great matchup. And people were putting about thirtieth. No one believed me. No one believed me that Sammy Watkins was going to get it done. And about almost to to the end of the first half, I thought Sammy Watkins wasn't going to get it done. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't happen until like the end of the first half where he finally did something. But yeah, and that's against San Fran. And then the games before that, Indianapolis, he was five for fifty-eight, and then he was two for thirty, and then he went off six for one hundred and six and two touchdowns. Next game, he's at Dallas, and I think he can still do pretty well there because Dallas is necessarily you know. They don't, it's not like they lock down wide receivers by any means. So he can still do something there. But after that, you have Seattle, Jacksonville, Arizona, and then a bye. So the next four games after that, Sammy Watkins, not so much him, but that is a really terrible schedule for Goff. Not liking it. No. And if, I mean, 
Indianapolis is an easy opponent. He only got 58 yards against him. Washington wasn't doing well. He only got 30. You go against probably the worst team out of the three, and that's the only time you do it. So, I, once again, I, I just I'm so, I know I'm so low on Watkins, and 17 I think is very fair this week. But um, he's just one of those guys that he has so much potential. But I would, I think I would consider consider trading him if you could get something good for him because I think he is going to very much struggle in the next four weeks and then I think you can still get something very good out of him because he he is awesome and he just had that great game yep I'm playing him every week yeah you I mean you have to right I mean you kind of if you had that's why I don't he's a lot like uh (laughs) I think he has a very um a much lower floor I don't even know. They're all boom and bust guys. But um, if you're going to go like Brandon Cooks, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, I feel like they're all very similar. They're very talented individuals that are going to be handcuffed by the way the offense is playing at times or yep. you know the boom and bust factor. And Sammy Watkins is so dangerous to have on your team because you have to play him. And I think he's going to be more bust than boom this year. And um, that's why I just can't get behind him fully. Yeah, I, I can see that, but I'm a big Sammy guy. So he's... He's awesome. There's not a whole lot I can say about him uh, as a player. He's 15th for me, though, this week. I didn't go too crazy. Yeah. Devontae Parker. Where'd you put Devontae Parker this week? I'm kind of curious about this one because I like the matchup. I I think Parker's a great player, so I'm probably having him a little bit higher. I have him 18th. I have him 13th. Oh, wow. You do have him high. I'm I'm buying in this week. His stats look better from last week, but it came on a... The most garbage of garbage time touchdowns you could ever possibly get. <laughs> yeah. Literally, the Dolphins call a timeout to run a play to try to score a touchdown with no time on the clock, essentially, just so they don't get shut out. <laughs> just because so if, they, if they try to kick a field goal, they look, would look completely like morons. So at least they went for the touchdown, and they got it with no time on the clock. Like, that was just... You can't get more garbage than that. But the talent, I think, is showing through a little bit. And you, you see it with him. I, I really do. I think it's starting to show that he is... He's going to be a great player, and I'm hoping with this matchup it comes through a little bit more. Because what he has played two games so far this year, 8.5, 13.6. Yards look pretty good. Touchdowns hopefully will be there. I like the, I like him going forward. All right. I have three guys I want to get your opinion on. I'm going to hit you up in rapid succession. You just tell me where you have them and what you think of them. All right. All right. The first one is the man that has been blowing me away, and that's the Stephon num- Diggs. I say the number one player yeah. in fantasy and standard. And for- Stefan Diggs, where do you have him for this week? I put him eleventh. Okay. And what what do you feel about him moving forward? Is that very because he's going to be a guy that a lot of people are going to be going after? This I have a hard time with this because Stefan Diggs had some weeks last year, he had some weeks the year before where he was great, and as soon as he had one of those weeks. Everyone, oh my, we're like, oh my God, Diggs is awesome. He's amazing. It's going to, like, he has to jump up our ranks. And then he has a little bit of a downfall, and his downfalls are usually, like, big. Much like week two. Yeah, and that's my worry. I I would feel more comfortable if Sam Bradford was out there. But I don't know when that's happening. It's, from what was originally thought like a game time decision in week two, it's going on again and again. It looks like he's not playing this week now. That's my worry is Case Keenum can't sustain that. So, with Diggs, you play him. That you, this is the same situation. You can't put Diggs on your bench and you're going to – because he's going to have 20-point games. That's what you're going to miss out on is these 152 touchdown games. That's what he seems to do for some reason. So, you got to play him. I, I, I do believe it's going to be more sustainable than not. I mean, look at – last year, though, man, he just had – this is what he he had started the year with a seven for one hundred three, had a nine for one eighty two and a touchdown, and then he went five straight weeks where he had no more than eighty yards with only one touchdown in five weeks. Then he boomed again with thirteen for one sixty four, and then he went his last five games with no more than fifty nine yards. Worries me. Yeah, it, it is. A, it's a tough one to swallow fully. Stefan Diggs is great, and we always knew that. Um, you know, as far as potential-wise, I never thought he was going to really be able to get it done on the Vikings' offense. Proving me wrong so far. But, but And the weirdest thing is he had his best game with Case Keenum last week. It's weird. 
So, I mean, it, was that an anomaly? I mean, it's not really an anomaly because, yeah, he had more, way more yards than he did week one. But week one, he had like 100 yards and two touchdowns. This week, he had, I mean, what do you have, like 100 and... Yardage-wise? Yeah. Well, yeah, he was at 173. 173 is so ridiculous. But he had two touchdowns as well. He's going against <laughs> Detroit, who has and actually... They've been a good defense, but... Yeah. I mean, I they, mean they, definitely exploitable. Re- yeah, yes, definitely. They're, they've been they've been good, but receivers can still get some yardage. Yeah. And it is still, more likely, it's still Case Keenum. Yes. It's so, it's... it's <laughs> I mean, even his first year, he started up, he had a 7 for 129, a 6 for 108, a 6 for 95, and then he did nothing. He's done this before, and so it worries me. I think he's going to be better, but he's going to have some down weeks. Yeah. So you I just got to take him. You're just going to take those down weeks. Yeah. I think he's the real deal, though. I really do. I mean, even number eight, and I just, I can't, I, I can't get out of my head that he. I think he is the real deal talent wise. I just worry about the quarterback situation. Once Bradford gets there, I'll be able to feel better about it. But you, this is the thing it's not even a thought for me. You have to start digs. I th- you have to start him. I agree. And unless he has a bunch of weeks in a row of just terrible performances, he's going to be in my top 20 at minimum every week to make sure he's a wide receiver too. You have to play him because if you don't, you are, by the time you're ready to play him, you're going to have, he's going to have that big boom week. You're going to miss it. Yeah. So and it's just, he has a, him. because of the, the division that he plays in, he has a very good, uh, schedule like for the entire year pretty much i don't see too many teams that he runs across where i you know i'm like oh like you know baltimore right now is playing pretty well but other than that i mean you you, i mean you get chicago twice you know detroit cleveland i mean atlanta later on like a lot of a lot of teams that you can really really exploit in the wide wide receiver position so i think you just keep playing them all right yeah who are the other players all right um, the other guy would be Chris Hogan, who had that big game. He's, I think he's currently like fifth wide receiver. <laughs> but where do, where do you have him ranked yeah, he is this the, week? He is and, the fifth so far. And what, what do you uh, kind of see him for the rest of the season? I have him at 30th. Oh, week. wow. No love. I don't because he only has 10, or he has 10 catches. That's it. 10 catches. 10. 10. That's it. I, I, I can't play a player that's so touchdown dependent. I, I have a hard time with it. He has literally has 10 catches. Yeah, but even... Uh, 10 catches. Okay, the last two games, though, nine catches. Yeah. And he had 78 I'm yards 10. and 68 yards. Okay, yes, yeah, since Amendola went down, yes, yeah, so we can... The first, the last two games, maybe he's the more sample size. So he averages four and a half catches a game, and he averages about 73 yards a game if he takes his last two games. Which which makes him touch on and a half. which makes him playable and a touch on the half. Yeah, think. I don't think that's sustainable. No, I don't either. But he's I, still very playable, even if you take those touchdowns away. Right? You would have to admit that. I mean, I just I don't have a situation where I'm playing Chris Hogan. And I don't feel comfortable playing Chris Hogan. And so he's he's a back end wide receiver three for me, and I'm probably lower. I know I am. Just I can't get over the fact that the volume isn't there. Yeah, and. That, the thing about that too is New England. It feels like you always get in these situations where yeah. you know there there's always going to be a player that disappears completely. So I don't. That could definitely happen to Chris Hogan. But I think I think he's a very. Um, I, don't know, I think he's going to be a good player to have here fourth because I don't see Amendola coming back and really taking back that role. I think it was Chris Hogan's to really have anyway. And I think that first game when Amendola had a few more passes, everyone kind of freaked out. It was exactly that. It was just New England's offense doing what they do is whoever's open, they give them the ball. I think Chris Hogan is a very good player on this offense. And actually, Cooks has this 10 catches as well. It's just the way the offense works. <laughs> yeah. Him and Dole actually has nine. Yeah, see? So it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. I just, I, I honestly, it's one of those players that I don't feel comfortable starting. So it has backfired. I haven't recommended him to a lot of people because I just, I don't, I need, I need more volume, I guess. Except I, I say that and then I rank Cooks up there at nine. <laughs> I think Cooks is a he is look at the yardage. Cooks he is has, a better player. Cooks has 256 yards on the year. Hogan has 154 off the same amount of catches. That's the difference for me. But touchdown, I, mean, I could man. be proven wrong. If if Hogan's touchdowns continue, I'm gonna have to I'll have to step up in a week or two and say, yeah, I'm wrong. This is just he's getting touchdowns. So all right, and another guy that I really want your opinion on is a guy that's fallen from grace, and that is Amari Cooper. Where do you have him ranked? 25th. Okay, I. I don't feel comfortable with it. He hasn't, and it's Denver too. Yeah. If it wasn't Denver, I'd probably have him fifteenth, maybe. Right. Which would, you know We'd still I mean? be hoping. <laughs> yeah, I still probably would, but with how he's played lately and the matchup, I put him down there. And I'm looking it up right now. In consensus wise, on Fantasy Pros, he is twenty fifth actually. 
So where did you where did you slot him? I'm twenty ninth. Yeah, I, I I can't say differently. I mean, he's not been good. And where do you have Crabtree? Because obviously he's going against Denver as well. I don't have I don't have Crabtree ranked that highly either. I have Crabtree twenty six. I actually put Cooper one spot ahead of him, but I don't feel. I, yes. just, I just oh. I stuck him together. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's Crabtree easily could get more catches and be yeah. up there. I have just, Crabtree at twenty fourth. Yeah, I, it's I. It's a weird thing because I think Cooper's a lot better than this. So that's why I did bring this up yesterday. If he has, if you you could probably go to the Cooper owner and try to get something from maybe after this week, if he really has a down week, you might be able to get Amari Cooper for not, and not give up much. I was would say, you, okay, that's the question. How much would you be willing to would, give up for him, though? Would you trade? What if somebody wanted Chris Hogan for him? Um. Yeah, I would do that. Right. I, I think I would do that too. But you can see if Co- if Hogan gets a touchdown catch this week and Cooper shut down like we think he will against Denver, that trade could happen. Yeah, and tell you the truth, I in the, in as the, in the, as the, the is, Hogan side looks better. Yeah, as sad as that is to say, but the the truth is, as that I would pull the trigger on that trade. I would but too. In the hope, back of my head, yeah, in the back of my head, I'd be like, "Oh, I could be selling away kind of a, a golden touchdown goose yeah. in the wide receiver position." And Cooper has showed me zilch this year for the most part. Yeah, I I would do that. Yeah, but I I I'd do that in the hopes that he comes back to what he used yeah. to be. But his best game on the year is a five for sixty two in a touchdown to start the year. Then four for thirty three against the Jets. One for six against the Redskins. Man, this is not the player I thought he was. I ranked him top ten. Yeah, I really thought he was. I mean, it, he was he was very good last year. He, I mean, he's underperforming like crazy in the first few well, games, but and he has twenty three targets, but only ten catches. I don't, I don't know what that's all about because Crabtree's not having the same issues. Crabtree has only sixteen targets, but it's caught thirteen balls. Yeah, so I don't know what the deal is. It's I not mean, a Derek Carr problem, I don't think. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's um. You wonder if it's the length of the pass that they're trying to get Cooper. Maybe, maybe there it's maybe. a lot more long balls or. But that's something. That's a player I would look at. Is it another down week? I would. I personally would take the chance on Cooper if you're not having to. If you're giving up like your wide receiver three, I would take that chance. And maybe Chris Hogan is that type of guy. I don't. I don't know. It's just the first one that came to head. I don't know in my mind. I don't know if there's somebody else out there. But if you could try to get Cooper for nothing, I I would look at it. Take a chance on it. That's a player you take a chance on. He turns around and he all of a sudden you have a wide receiver three of Amari Cooper. Yeah, that'd be nice. Right, that would I I would definitely. I mean, shoot, who knows? What if somebody like Golden Tate, a little bit more consistent? If it wasn't PPR, I would pull the trigger. Right, but th- PPR no. And who knows? That might not work because Tate might have a down week this week, going against Minnesota. Where do you where do you have Tate? I'm just curious because he's going. Um, he's, he might be matched up with Xavier Rhodes. We don't know. Keep him around that same lower mid, that lower to mid twenty range. Like yeah, I ha- yeah, I, I expect Minnesota to. He's probably gonna, you know, have the best CB on him. So I'm twenty third. I do too. Twenty third. Um, it's just one of those things. He's, he's unfortunately he just draws a, a poor matchup on the field. Um, and you know, I, I think this is one of those situations where the the secondary guys like a Galladay, Ebron. They could kind of shine because they'll have less on them. But Marvin Jones and Tate are going to have their hands full. Yep. All right. Any other receivers? Finish it up with tight ends here. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's jump over to tight ends. Tight end ranks. My number one, it's no surprise, it's Rob Gronkowski. My number two, Travis Kelsey. I don't care about the one-yard game. It's still Travis Kelsey. And go ahead and tell him the third because I assume we agree on all three. Zach Ertz? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ertz, he just keeps getting it done. The tight end position is ugly. Right now, yeah, it is. You can't, you just can't uh, lean on anyone. No, you can't. And I did make a change. I, I, I put Jimmy Graham at four this week because he's going against the Colts, and I, I believe in Wilson, and I think they'll have a good week. And then I put Delaney Walker fifth. As much as I don't like Delaney Walker, he's consistent, mm-hmm. and with how it's been, I think you, you keep playing him. So that's my four and five. Yeah, and I have them but flipped. So okay. I have Walker fourth because he's more consistent. Jimmy Graham at fifth because he has a great matchup, just like you said. Um, and just to round it out, I actually have Witten at number six. Oh, okay. Um, Which makes sense. We both had Dak high. I have Witten seventh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah. So, and my six was Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, and I have Kyle Rudolph seventh. <laughs> All right. And then Charles Clay actually makes an appearance for the he, first time. He's been he's been decent. Yeah, against Atlanta. So I think that they're going to have to throw a little bit. Then I have Jordan Reed, which you know I hate every time I have to put him on a list. <laughs> and then I have Evan Ingram at number ten um, against 
Tampa Bay that um, he's just, I don't know, it just he's jumping up there. He's actually kind of becoming consistent where he's getting about 40 to 50 yards if he got a touchdown once already. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, he's kind of one of those guys I'm waiting to see. I think he might be the rookie that kind of breaks out. I, I, I do like him. I've been – he's been good, I think, and he's more consistent. He's He has a, a higher floor than Hunter Henry, obviously, yeah. at this I point. I mean, I, I have to admit <laughs> it. He does. I mean, Hunter Henry he, – I have him in number 12, and I have not given up on the guy, but I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, you have that first game, and I was kind of like, okay, it's an anomaly. He didn't get anything. They're trying to get to Gates. The second game, he looked like what I expected. He didn't get a touchdown, but he had 80 yards. He had uh, plenty of opportunity. He looked really good. Third game, disappeared completely, and I have no idea why. And, you know, you get the you get the kind of the, the verbal, you know, banter from the coaches saying, hey, we have to get him more involved. I don't know how true that is because they have a ton of people. I think he might be a little more hit and miss than I originally thought, but I still love his his upside. Just wait till Mike Williams comes back. Another just another I know, right? Another one. So I went with Reed at eighth, Clay at ninth, Ebron made my top ten. It's tough, tough defense. We're, we're both just taking a wild guess yeah. at number ten. Martellus Bennett there at eleventh. I put Hunter Henry twelfth, and I put Evan Ingram thirteenth. Okay, and it but it's ugly. It's ugly. Yeah, I it hope is. You have one it of those really top is ugly. Guys. I mean, I don't even say like four. I hope you have one of the top three guys at this point. It, it it's just it's not it's it's ugly. It's ugly. I just I don't really need to talk about it more. There's nothing and there's no there's not even like a a guy down at the end that you're like gonna take a big chance at down down the ranks that you expect much from. I mean, maybe you would have you would have played Mercedes Lewis last week and got three touchdowns, which is just yeah, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That's not sustainable. Well, this is my question. When when you're approaching tight end, if you don't have one of those, say, top four guys, oh, right? Oh, man, yeah. So you don't have any of the guys that have been a little more consistent. We're talking Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz, Walker. After that, are you looking for someone that is – are you looking for someone that has been getting consistent yardage, whether or not that's a lot? No, I mean, it could be 30 yards consistently. What are you looking for? It's a tough one. I, I usually probably go more consistent-wise at that point. So maybe I really go down and look for I don't know Ben Watson, who's been he he gets some catches some targets. I mean even Jared Cook has been more consistent I would think. I kind of look for that and just hope for a touchdown. Uh, or I mean, I would I personally down that level I'm going to take a chance on Ingram if he's out there. I'd, I'd like Ingram. I think he has more potential. But I'd play Ingram over Hooper. I'd probably play Coop or Cook over Hooper. Those kind of guys. I don't. I want to get something out of my tight end position. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, and players like Hooper have done nothing. I'm going to take a chance on Henry because I think the talent's there. But and he also got, what, did he get eight catches in that second game? I don't know how you go. The, yeah. the usage was unbelievable, and then it just dropped off completely. It doesn't make sense to yeah. me. And that's what scares me about someone like uh, Najoku, who yep. is, you know, he creeps up because he has a couple touchdowns on that, but he's he only gets one to two catches a game. Yeah, it's just, and that's what scares me about those types of guys. Yeah, I might if you really just want to find a safe option, and that's what you need. Maybe just look at who's getting targets. And Jesse James, I guess he's getting some targets. I mean, that's there's not a lot. Zach Miller, Zach Miller, he consistently gets decent. He has 18 targets on the year. You know, he's only got 98 yards out of it and 11 catches, but he gets targets. So if you really want to go that route, just it's ugly down here. (laughs) Don't even. I, I don't have a good recommendation. I mean, what, what do you do? If somebody drops Doyle, maybe get Doyle and hope he has a, one of a good week. But I don't feel comfortable with him either. It's just it's a it's a bad position. Hopefully, if if Charles Clay is out there, get Charles Clay. That's my main option. I think Charles Clay is going to be consistent all year. So if Charles Clay's out there, I would get Charles Clay. And that's I guess that's about the best I can do for you. <laughs> right. Maybe if, if Jason Witten's still out there, he was undrafted in a lot of leagues. Go pick up Jason Witten because. As much as we might have ranked him lower, he's going to he had and he had a terrible week last week. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. He's going to be consistent. So Yeah, and right now Charles Clay is only owned in twenty four percent of so the ESPN I think he's gonna be consistent enough because the position is so terrible right now that my my top option I think would be Ingram. I think he has he's got like four or five catches every game, forty some yards every game. Yeah, it's it's sad that that is what we're looking at. Oh yeah, forty yards? Oh cool. That's legit. <laughs> but I have Travis Kelsey, Jeff, so I yeah. would say, oh, I'm upset. But Travis Kelsey had one catch for one yard. Even Travis Kelsey did that. And even in Zach Ertz, we we love what Zach Ertz has been doing. He actually leads tight ends and targets this year. 
But it hasn't been. He hasn't had over 100 yards yet. He hasn't. He's eight catches is the most. He has no, the one touchdown. I love. I mean, I love nine, the fact that you can throw him out there, and it's pretty much like nine to ten points every week. That's what the position is right now. That's what yeah. you're hoping for at this point. And, and that's why it's it says it is. I you know two games where he hasn't caught anything. I'm, I haven't given up on Hunter Henry because. No, I haven't because I think he has that potential. Yeah, exactly. And you're looking at the rest of them. Like if Kelsey gives, you know, if I miss out on one point, you know, if it between him and Kelsey. Yep. You know, you know something is going a little a little haywire in the tight end position. All right, I think that's it. Yeah, got them all into one episode, Jeff. One extra long episode than we normally do, but hey, we want to get all our ranks in before the games start tonight for you guys. But we'll be back tomorrow. We'll do a little recap of the Thursday night action. Hopefully, there's something to talk about that is exciting, like last week, which surprised us. So I think there. I think tonight should be maybe. A little more interesting, <laughs> like we think it should be with Chicago Green Bay. It should be, there should be some of the things to talk about. We'll see what Jordan Howard does and Cohen how they use him. What Green Bay does. Hopefully Randall Cobb plays. I want to see Randall yeah. Cobb out there. Either that or we get to uh, see Geronimo for another game. God, Geronimo. We didn't even bring up Geronimo. We talked. We've talked about Geronimo Allison just by saying his name more yeah. than anybody probably on the podcast. Well, <laughs> after the playoffs or whatever. Now or whatever, but just after the playoffs, he looked really, really good, and he was kind of one of those guys that if a position opened up, I thought he was going to be a very, very good, you know, fantasy option. You know, I never thought it would actually going to happen because you have so many guys on that Green Bay offense. But, but you know, he, he got his chance if, and he did if, really, really well. If there's injuries and if he has to step into a role, I think he could do it and yeah. be okay and he'd be useful. But we'll talk about that tomorrow, and we'll talk to you guys next time.